Welcome back to another episode of the Reason to Behold podcast with Tolly Talks. Arnold Reasons. And we've got some special guests in the digital yeah, building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's lockdown. So <laughs> Literally. Still, remote recording. <laughs> <laughs> they are one household, so they can be in the same place. <laughs> um, so today we've got two of our dear friends, Joshua and Halorn. J and H, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Cool, cool, cool. So yeah, so both of these two are really, really close families of our families, you know, really close friends of our family um, who we've known for quite a few years. And I'm not even going to do the injustice of trying to introduce them for all of the things that they do, their background, and just the context they're coming from. So I will hand over to josh to start off yeah so first of all my husband to my beautiful beautiful wife i'm a father to three beautiful girls and three a, yeah three three, oh, three, three, three kids man pray for me pray for me pray for me <laughs> <laughs> he's thinking forward <laughs> wow. sign me up for bodyguard duty sign me up yeah Need it. There needs to be a line of uncles. So yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And um, foster son uh, as well. We're raising as well. So four altogether. Um, we're we're what youth life coaches. Run our own business uh, with young people around Essex. Um, also into ministry as well. Uh, preaching the gospel and just leadership and uh, leading people to Christ and families. Um, so. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm yeah. Well, I'm Haloon. I am Mr. Etienne's wife, mother, as he said, to four beautiful children. And yeah, I work alongside Josh. Um, he's not only just my husband, but he is my kind of boss, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Like guys, like he actually sends me like my invoices and payslips and all sorts. Like <laughs> <laughs> submittance on like one hundred, like, it's a lot of things. Um, double submission, double double submission. And so yeah, like yeah, we just you know been married eight years this year. Been together ten years. It's been, it's been a long time. My whole twenties has been like I got saved and I got with Josh within like three four months. Mm, and right, so right. literally my whole being saved in Christ and everything is just encapsulated in yeah, marriage and motherhood and things like that. So yeah, it's it's wonderful. It's great. It's so, great. So sorry, so Josh was just sharing a little bit about your story before. So wait, so you got saved and then mm-hmm. three months later you were telling a guy that you want a godly guy. Yeah. I kind of got saved. Wow. Please, I, I've known about the Lord for, for, the, for the longest time. Okay, okay. I, I wanted to like, I st- I'm not gonna lie, I still wanted to rave and stuff. I was a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even trying to lie. And I saw my friends getting saved, but they were still going to the club. And I was like, why would I do that when I want to stop clubbing and doing stuff that I'm doing? That's what I'm going to do. I have to do it. So that's what happened. And yeah, I just said, Lord, I fasted. I went to churches. I was seeking the church. And um, yeah, the Lord led me to Josh and I started going to his mom and dad's church and the family church and the journey started from there wait so when you say his mom and dad's church are you a PK? PK yeah yeah. wow okay so 
we're talking about trauma today and <laughs> no trauma. <laughs> like, yeah, like no others. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's just keep it real. <laughs> so, so let's go back. There's so many ways this conversation can go right now. We might need a few episodes, right? Literally. Um, I think. All right, cool. So let's go back and let's talk a bit about you. Let's talk a bit about your business. Um, yeah. What? What? How would you describe what you guys do? And yeah, and what that's like. So the slogan is um, um, basically. Oh, um, you can plug the name by the way as well. I'll plug the name. Okay. Yeah. So it's Life Steps, but the whole name is Life Steps Solutions. So the second bit is also important because we normally just say Life Steps. Mm. But the second part, I was, as I was reminded, that it's the solutions bit is basically what we do. We're trying to bring solutions to young people's lives mm-hmm. that they didn't have before. We're trying to bring, you know, their issues and trauma and those kind of things and the way that they they, they, they live their life, the, the life skills, the elements. We're basically a mentor. So we basically, like if you, the, the, the logo that we actually have is a man walking and then the, the sign, there's a sign underneath saying life mm-hmm. steps. And what that basically is, is filling the gap. Mm. for young people so the boys who are fatherless um, mm. that's like that bad image is filling the gap in their lives where mm. they were missing that father or they're missing that mom or missing that parent and as mentors that we mentor them is we are kind of that gap in between not we're not their parent mm. we're the gap in between um a um parent and a child and trying to bring that both of them together so mm. kind of helping the child but also we our, our goal is to kind of restore the family mm. as a whole as well so yeah. um yeah i think even if we can't restore we give like solutions of how they can operate you know how the lord gives mm. us um he gives us key tools that mean if our relationship if our parents is strained mm. um, and there's nothing we can do about that but pray you know the lord gives us survival techniques and survival you know key skills to get by and so that's what we do so it's it's really deep how i you know i work with the girls because yeah. you know working with girls even though you know i found that hard because i prefer working with boys but you know the lord, the lord saw i'm always because <laughs> <laughs> girls are a lot of things guys <laughs> and josh works with the boys and then we you know we come into contact with the family sisters brothers um and because we've been in the field in different areas i mean we've been learning support mentors we've been contact workers and we've done a, we've done about we've done 10, a, 10 different roles in the field before we even started our business yeah, yeah. so we know the gaps yeah. so we know the gaps in school we work with schools we know the gaps in social services we work with social services we're foster carers as well so we we're on the other side of that we've been um, contact workers so we see when parents go to meet their children in care wow. and the effects that has we've done that we've done home visits where we're doing assessment we've done we've done quite a bit yeah. teaching assistance we've we i've worked with special needs so we've kind of got a heavy background so we see the gaps and what we do we tailor a package to a young person depending on who's calling i mean the police have called you many times you've gone to visit boys in cells who weren't engaged and josh will walk in and it's like come like pull the, 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 the gates just open the, the, the doors just open and it's like oh the boy wants to engage and it, it literally is is it's like counseling yeah but we're doing so much more whereas oh, good, it's, yeah it's life coaching mm. it's life coaching is basically facilitating change yeah. mm. so yes yeah, right. they they so with young people 
first meeting, it's, it's we have to find out you want to change. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do better? Because if you don't want to do better, then can't 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 help you because you don't. Do so it's about if they, if we give them the responsibility for their change, then when we leave, there will still be change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that aspect of what life coaching is, counselling is kind of we bring up your trauma and leave you there. Yeah. But we right. ain't really therapeutic. What what we call it like therapeutic life coaching yeah. because. Life coaching is moving you forward, but also you do need the therapy as in going back over the past. Yeah. Mm. So both together is we go over the past, but then we bring you forward with the life coaching. It's not just we go back and leave you there or bring you forward and not deal with the past, it's go back and go forward. Yeah. 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 That's the element of kind of what social services were kind of looking for because a lot of the young people, yeah, they would complain about the counseling because they would say, I'm not going to lie, I go to counseling. They talk about oh, my mom and yeah, I feel worse. They leave me there. It's like it's like opening a wound yeah. and never not putting a plaster on top. Yeah. Or not healing it at all. Yeah. yeah. So they're bleeding and they're leaving that room bleeding. And then when they smash up her house, they're figuring out why did they smash up the house? Because you opened a wound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's getting infected right now. Like <laughs> And they're gonna fill it with everything and anything. So, you know, we've seen it. We've seen self the effects of self-harm. Yeah. We've that you know we've got we've got high intense cases, mm. and we're just seeing the effects. And to, to see them change, it's it's just beautiful. It's you know it's beautiful. We've seen the change in our own house of fire in Foster yeah, Sun. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, yeah, it's just it's just amazing to see what God is doing because we can't take we can't take credit for that. We cannot take credit for that at all. Yeah. So like for me, I've always been really like fascinated by what you guys do because I didn't even know that was a thing. Like I didn't know that there were organizations out there that um that do the stuff that you do. I've always known about the social services, I've known about therapy through counseling and stuff like that as well. But I've never known about companies that focus and actually are really cool because I when you guys tell me about things like the police calling you or this person calling you or a school calling you and stuff like that, I'm like, wow, like that actually happens. Uh, but mm. but it's it's real and i think the more you guys speak about it the more that you can see why it makes so much sense mm. yeah but i wanted to ask a question like so obviously there was a time when you guys started this all out in terms of the company what was it that led to that like what what was it that caused for you guys to say you know what this is something that we want to set up a company and and do mm. our own trauma but, but, as, but at the same, as in a build up, as in a build up to it, mm-hmm. I think my the build up to it because kind of the groundwork <clears throat> of yeah. the business I started, it was that I was I was doing advocacy work for young people. So advocacy work is basically you're like a child's lawyer. Mm. <clears throat> so in any issues that a young person had, I would be in the meeting <clears throat> and advocate for that child and be like, yeah, if it's a child in care, I'd be like, yeah, this child in care doesn't like the foster carers or doesn't like. The fact that they don't get pocket money, don't don't like the way that the social worker speaks to them. So whatever the issues are, child that's in school is like how the teacher's dealing with their education or whatever it is. So I would advocate for that child. And what would happen is, while I'm advocating for that child, that child will start to kind of use me as their counselor. And I will have to every time I went to a session, I would always have to say to them, I'm not a counselor. I'm mm. just the advocate. Just an advocate. I'm supposed to be advocating for you. But as I was doing it, I was realizing, wait a second, let me just listen to what they're saying. They were talking, and as I was talking, every single young person I met, they said something different, but it was always similar. Mm. As in, I'm getting this, but this this counselor's not helping me. And I'm like, okay, um, let me try this organization. No, I've tried them before. What about this one? I've tried them before. Mm. I'm like, okay, next person, young person, same thing. And I think over time, I was like, 
Hmm. All these young people are saying the same thing. They're getting mm. counselling, but it's not helping them. Mm. So we started to about it. We spoke about it. I, spoke I, about I it think it even goes back before that. To be fair, but I think what business wise, business wise that, but I business think, wise that, I think also every job that we went into, we wouldn't last long because we got frustrated with the system. The, 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 there's a there's a gap missing. Yeah, and right. you know when you're just sitting and then the look and literally Josh would come to me at the beginning of our courtship. He would get one job, and then God will move into another one, and then and then it kept happening. I was just looking at this guy like I don't understand. <laughs> then eventually, actually. I didn't understand what was going on. I was like, Lord, what? and the thing is, it was the Lord moving him on. It yeah. wasn't even like he was just like, yeah. But there was, there was like teething pains, and we were just like, we don't understand the. They were not seeing, and we realized very early that we couldn't work for people. If that makes sense, we had mm. to bring the solution, and we were talking about things from we had visions and dreams, and I was like, I really want to go into school because I was, you know, school was hard for me. Um, I was very misunderstood. School was very hard for me, and I had. A pastoral worker back then we had those teachers mm. that would see who you were and she really invested into me and i said i want to i want to be like that i want to be a person who's not a teacher but is in a school who's able to pull out the vulnerable girls and talk to them and the boys because i i liked those those things i want i wanted to give back so when i met josh and then us talking and yeah it just the lord really prepared us i think it was just it was great yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, because like ground, like groundwork, that kind of led to it mm. was the whole advocacy. But I think we realised that we've we've done so much work in the industry of working with children, and we saw so much gaps that was not kind of being filled. Mm. That was like, what if we was to like. And I think, I think the reason why I think I brought advocacy because advocacy, as advocacy was the last step. Yeah. That was the I think that was the last job in that field that I could possibly do. Yeah. <laughs> After that, I, I, would, I, I literally had to pick one. I'd be like, I've done ten jobs mm. in this field. Mm. Pick one of these. But I think advocacy was the last one because that was the one where I actually heard from a bunch of young people, like over maybe sixty. Yeah. Young people, yeah. and they were all talking about the same thing. So it was like, okay. I feel like it's like we, it's like, you know what that gave that gave us a case study. Yeah. yeah. That gave us a case study where we could be like, okay, we've, we've kind of heard from all these different young people. They're saying the same thing. Let's start. A, let's create a program for these young people, mm-hmm. and then we could promote the fact that when we was doing when I was doing advocacy or when Alon was working with well, because he was working with girls outside or, and family and members, family, just in general. Mm. It was just not- so you're kind of doing the work, even though you wasn't as you employed doing the work, you yeah. was doing it anyway in your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think when Josh told me about the business, I was a bit like, yeah, but I know what that means. Is 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 graft and mm. I got to sit there and I have the babies and then it was just oh Lord have mercy on my soul please because this is long and it was it was I think I think the ice on the cake was a young boy that is in our area. And he is known to police. He's known in this area. Mm. And he smashed Josh's car window. Yeah. And Josh wasn't at Josh wasn't home at the time. And I went out and I I, I just switched. And I ran, when I tell you I walked at pace to his mum's house. <laughs> and I was ready to just duppy the woman. 
I'm not paying for my husband's car. It was an Audi, yeah. in it, so you know the parts are not cheap. <laughs> and the East London, and I forgot I was safe for a split second. <laughs> and then, and then I saw her, and the grace of the Lord just came upon me. And I, wow. I said, by the way, your son has, you know, and she was ready. You could tell she was ready to war. But when I approached her, she just looked at me, and when I spoke to her, and then she just started breaking down how she's struggling she can't handle him and we spoke for about three hours and then she brought the boy over to the house after a couple of days and he apologized obviously when i told josh oh yeah i done that the the boy done that but his mom's nice and i spoke to the mom josh wasn't trying to hear that time because (laughs) he was just like my car like the car in it like i was like I, I i get the whole ministry stuff i get that get that mm, i really do mm, i really mm, do it was peak but he came and you know you could see the vulnerability on the boy he sat in our kitchen and he was just like yeah i'm sorry to this day the boy sees you and he spuds you and there's mad respect and he like obviously the stuff still goes on in the area but our house our car and our belongings are very much yeah, <laughs> and the thing is, like, he's he is the top boy around yeah. the whole, the whole mm. of the area. Yeah, he, he helps me out in my jobs because once I tell the other young people, you know, I know, you know, I know this boy, you know. Like, he respects me that really, bro. Lord G, bro, Lord G, man. <laughs> and I, that's how a lot of my cases yeah. are literally from this. Boy. Like, he was that that foundation yeah. of of the business and that that was that was no business it was just free yeah we done that for free we done it for free we yeah. for free we spoke to the mom we supported the, the, the family and that i think that kind of inspired us to be like you know what there's more and i remember that, again it was the, the mom that was like that i think they there's a lot of boys around the area that need this kind of work and mm-hmm. whatever and we was like you know what like we've we've heard this enough now mm-hmm. as in there's, there's enough we've heard it enough now that we let's just open up a business let's open up a business see how it goes yeah. So it goes. So you sat there for a year writing programs. Yeah. Wow. A year. Day in, day out, the laptop was being used. And it wasn't to work with gangs though. No. The intention wasn't to work with gangs. I actually said to the Lord, I moved to Essex to not work with gangs. I worked in gangs. <laughs> worked with gangs when we was in London. Yeah. I've moved to Essex to do that. So it's funny, when I was in a meeting at the time I didn't think I had one case. One case from social services, but I was doing it for free just just to get my, my foot in the door. And we're sitting in a massive meeting with a bunch of professionals and, and police or police, and they were like, "Oh," um, and bearing in mind, obviously in Essex, there's obviously the 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 demographic is a lot of white people, professionals. So in regards to gang culture, they don't know. Yeah. They don't know about gang. They don't know about gangs. So you try and speak slang to them. They're like, "What is that?" I know mm. what. <laughs> so, they were like, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of London gangs are coming down from Barking. That's with her, and we, we actually don't have no organisation in Essex that's doing anything for gangs. And I was sitting there like, Lord, really, really, <laughs> really. So I was like, so don't like, do, do, do we know anyone? So I put my hand up. I was like, I believe I can set up a, a program. And they were like, really? I was like, yeah, I can set up a program. So I went up and set up a program and literally I'm known, we're known today for that program. Wow. wow. Business has come from that and all my work I get is because they see me as the guy that works with boys and gangs. Right. But once I said I weren't going to do, I ended up doing. (laughs) You carried your cross. I carried it, right? (laughs) 
literally yeah. so been known today for that yeah. and then obviously that's why it stemmed into now the girls because they're kind of related to the gang culture as well they're related to the gang culture but a lot of them are um c like ss so that's child sexual expectation CSE, sorry yes CSE. um and i actually said to the lord when i was younger i ain't working with no girls girls are long i can't stand girls i didn't get along with girls in school and i wanted to help schools but I didn't want to help the, the the girls that are on the top end, and that's what I have. I have very high profile cases. Um, child sexual exploitation is not just grooming, it's not just you know kidnapping and all that stuff. It can literally be a child who's over sexualized. It can be a young person who doesn't understand the value of her body and he's willing to do things for the boy's approval. And it's yeah, it's now I'm kind of like giving them the boundaries, telling them about their, giving them emotional stability, mm. helping them in understanding their worth. You know, we, I have a leveling up, level up method. So I'm helping the girls level up. Mm. Um, we, we cut, so it, it's, it's just, it's wonderful how it's working out because the initial work that Josh did was all the programs that he wrote. We've encompassed it. It's like the foundation and then we tailor it and we use <clears> different <throat> packages. So we've got different modules like he has money management you wrote vision is one you've got friendships um, social development vocational development and you know identity where all these different things that he has and we just tailor it to the young person so if they, they have issues there that's what we use so yeah that's it really wow I don't know what I was expecting, but that was not it. Like, I'm like, boom. <laughs> the mind is blown. <laughs> awesome. That's really good. So what would you guys say are some of the biggest and like the most common problems that you guys see in the young people that you are dealing with? Like the trends, the, the commonalities between some of the things they're coming from in terms of psychological trauma and all of that stuff. What would you say from the guys, first of all, I guess, and then also the girls? Because I guess there may be some overlap between the issues, but there's also going to be differences as well that I guess you guys are going to uniquely be able to see. I think with the boys, the biggest issue is um, lack of father. They're in the home and just a lack of just even just the male presence or role model mm. um, the actual program uh, is actually called role modeling program because mm. um, even though I was working with boys for I've been doing this for 10, well, now 12 years yeah. but before the 12 years or so I say eight, eight, eight years I've been working with these boys but I've been dealing with the surface stuff so I've been I've been dealing with their behavior yeah yeah I haven't been. I wasn't dealing with the, the deep trauma because I didn't understand it yet. I just, mm. I just, I just saw. You know what? Like this boy, he's, he's upset. Obviously, he's like he wants money, so he's 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 selling drugs and um and you no, know, he's doing the postcode stuff because he sees his friends doing it, so he's doing it. It was the peer pressure. So I was all the the, the kind of using the words that the professionals use, as in you know, it's peer pressure. Yeah, because yeah. he doesn't have a family environment, so that's why he's doing it. Or he lives in the council estate, so he needs the money and his drugs and all this kind of stuff. So I was dealing with that until i started doing research and i was thinking what why are these boys like why is like some routine why are they all on the road mm. when i started doing research about it it led me to 
understand that this fatherlessness is the root. So it's not about it's not about the postcodes. It's not about because if you look at what they do psychologically and even logically, it makes no sense. How are you going? Why am I going to kill? When I started to ask myself the question, I was like, okay, this don't make sense. Why would I kill someone mm. because you're on the, the 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 ground that that I live in, but I don't get paid to defend that? Like the prime minister has not called me to say, to <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to defend that postcode for my life and willing to die for mm. that postcode. Mm. Why would that like that that logically doesn't make any makes sense? No Why sense, would yeah. I die? postcode that that makes no sense like and even if it's drugs or whatever like if i get caught i'm going to prison for years and i lose the money so that don't make sense and then why would i hang around with friends that are gonna get me into drugs so the whole culture just didn't make sense and i was like okay what's wrong and when i realized i started doing this research on fatherlessness Mm. i started to understand that there's it affects the brain like chemically like it affects the 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 way the brain functions Mm. so i know that there was research i've done about they they done like experiments on a mouse and they took away the father of the mouse and they they realized that when they took away the father that the that mouse started to no function and 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 they became more angry and rough and and they just basically um they acted like an animal so and i realized that the brain what what basically the research showed was that when these boys don't lack a father in their, 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 their life, mm. they miss a part of their brain, which is logic. So mm. I was like, that makes sense because obviously <laughs> a man is logical. And if you had mm. a father, a father would tell you, by the way, son, you better get off that roadside because that makes no sense. You defending a postcode that you can die mm. for. If you was to tell that boy that, then you will have that logical mindset. Mm. Be like, oh yeah, you know what? That makes sense because my dad's just giving me a logic. So if you take away the logic and you just have the emotions of a mum, you're going to react emotionally. Mm. And that's why is what they're doing is emotional. Like mm. killing someone for a postcode, that's in, that's emotional reaction to their trauma. Mm-hmm. That's logical reaction. A man will say to you, Okay, you're suffering in this area, let's talk out talk this out and deal with it. Mm. So when I started to realise that and then I start, every single boy I worked with, the first question was, Where's your dad? Oh, he's not there. Next boy, where's your dad? He's not there. Next boy, where's your dad? He's not there. I realised oh, that's that's the issue. The issue is not the postcode. The issue is mm. not the drug. The issue is not the the, the 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 boy at the top. And the thing is, the boy at the top, he knows how to recruit. Because I think a couple of years ago, a video came out where a guy was like, "Yeah, we literally look for the father's children. Yeah, and yeah, we yeah, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. go to school to see." We look for the broken homes and be like, yeah, this boy's fatherless. Yeah, so he needs he needs a role model. Yeah. So let me be his father. Let me be his daddy. And and then obviously if he sees that, yeah, I'm like a daddy to him. Then he needs that he needs the affirmation so he can do whatever I, I say because he needs the affirmation from dad. Mm. So they. So when I started to realize that, I then changed how I was working with these boys and my perspective of them changed. Mm. So the way that I was speak to them changed, and. And I saw a massive change in their life because I started to treat them like my son, rather than treating them like a like a boy that I'm working with and I'm just trying to get you off gang life. Yeah. It was no, you just want a dad. So when I started doing things that a dad would do, and just being like, well, you know, you don't have to do that, right? You know, like you can really get a job one day. You could be really good at what you're doing. And then the, the, fun, the funny thing about it. I remember one of the boys that was in this area he was 14 he was 
bad like drugs he would he would be they call it chefing he would try try and chef olders like that's mm-hmm. that's in their knees and stuff he they had no fear and i remember sitting down with him and i said to him that um i said i said the reason why you're doing this because you don't have a dad i said number two i said you realize what you're doing is dumb and he was like what do you mean so i, I broke it down i said to him, you know the post whole thing that's dumb i said the drugs thing that's dumb i said the friends that are your friends that they're, they're, that's dumb because you're in a and I, I visited him how do these kids respond to this stuff though do you know what yeah i i was very i was very skeptical at first because <laughs> this is risky man. security i'm risky. <laughs> like what you're talking about flip you? out on you <laughs> i walk in like because the bible says like fathers don't provoke your, 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 your children <laughs> right <laughs> So I know straight away, yeah, if your dad's not there, you already have rough. Yeah. If I'm telling you about yourself, you're going to get angry. <laughs> so what I purposely did, yeah, I never, my first sessions and first couple sessions was never like that. My first sessions was like, how are you doing? You're cool. We bust a little pool. Mm. We, we go gym. So I built the relationship first mm. before I got to the rebuking. Mm. <laughs> I did the relationship bit like yeah get to know you whatever blah, blah so when the relationship was there and they could see and they they with these boys they have to trust you once they saw they trusted me then I was like okay I'm going to tell you this because I, I want the best for you mm. then I will say to them you're angry because of your dad yeah you, you, your friends are dumb you're dumb because <laughs> the decisions you're making and it, but if you think about it if you think about it an actual dad in a house and tell you that tell you about yourself yeah, he'll be like son what are you doing you're dumb like, that's shopping <laughs> and, 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 and then beat the back like, <laughs> and the and the thing is i i use this this thing yeah is um adhd because adhd is um attention deficit atten- hyperactive yeah, disorder. yeah hyperactive attention deficit deficit disorder and i was like no basically you lack the attention from a man yeah so if if you get the attention from a man then your disorder will stop mm. so how i used that was like yeah so your deficit is you don't have a dad so the deficit is i'll just be a dad so when i was telling them about themselves i the first you know the first couple of times you know when you like you, you're getting into a fight when you say something to someone you, you hold your hands up like that yeah. <laughs> I was talking and i was like, like your, your your decisions are dumb <laughs> <laughs> making bad choices like, 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 you're, you're, uh, I was like I'm, I'm in the prison with you right now is your yeah. boys here your boys did they travel here did your boys travel that was a four hour drive it was a four hour, I've, I've traveled four hours to meet one boy and I was like I've traveled four hours to meet you where's your boys please tell me where your boys are are they mm. are they with you right now mm. in this prison and you because you said to me that they, they're your type type boys that whatever you do they'll be there and he was like no they're not here right now I said they're not ever going to be here because the, 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 the relationship you have is just fickle dumb mm. it's a dumb relationship Mm. And the thing is, up to this day, every time he sees me, he's like, I know it's dumb. <laughs> like, it's dumb. <laughs> it's, dumb. Like, it's, it's dumb. My decisions are dumb. I get it. And the thing is, even in meetings, and the, the thing is, the professionals would be looking at me like, oh, did you just call him dumb? Mm. Like, and he's like, this gangster. Mm. This gangster that we, when we say anything to him, he's, he's willing to punch us. Like, well, you can call him dumb and he's cool. Mm. But I realized that I went in knowing you like a dad. If I give you... And again, it's that it's, it's like that ultimate love language. The ultimate love language to a, a boy is be a dad. And once you're the dad, then I've met your love language. So no matter what I say to you, I trust you because you're treating me like I'm your son. Mm. So I will see whatever you say to me because I know that I need that. 
and it's like it's like it's, it's innate in us as men and as and little boys or whatever you can feel it that you know that that something's missing and when you start to get what's missing you receive it because you know i i need this i, I i'm gonna receive it even though even though i'm rough when i'm angry that I'm, I'm getting this right now but i receive it and that's why i've got to build a trust first if i didn't build a trust i'm not gonna lie you i'll get punched up literally yeah, they'll stab you 100 mm. if i went in there straight away it was like listen man that's stupid that will be a death like a death sentence <laughs> Their centers and literally, I see a lot of professionals do that. Mm. They, they, they literally, they, they, they cuss them. Oh, you're a sheep. You're this. You're that. And they start cussing the professional. I'm like, yeah, you don't. Like that. That's mm. they, when they punch you, don't, don't come to me. Don't, don't, don't mm. <laughs> and I and I think that's and, that, and that's what it is. I think once, when I done the research on the whole fatherlessness, I realized that all these boys are raffle. And it, it sticks to scripture because scripture says yes, don't provoke your children to grow up. And it and it zooms in on fathers, so it kind of tells you that's what it is. And once I knew that, then I knew how to deal with them. I knew how to deal with them, and I understood. And that kind of that changed the game. Once I got yeah. understanding it, that changed the game. That changed yeah. the game. Yeah, and yeah, I started to see their lives change because I had the understanding of just like a dad. Okay. And what about you, hatred the girls? The girls, fatherlessness is there, mm. uh, but how it affects the girls is they have low self-esteem. Okay. And with the, this generation, the reason why it's so difficult, mm. they're all addicted to social media mm. because they use the likes. The likes promote endorphins. It gives you that pleasure principle. A like, social media, when you do your research, it really... It, it can ruin your day or it can make your day. If someone don't like, if the person that you don't like, the person that likes you and doesn't like your like, your picture, it, it just it just creates a whole bunch of madness, low self-esteem. So if daddy is not there saying, you're beautiful, you're beautiful, she's going to find someone to be beautiful with. She's going to dress herself up. She's going to do all sorts. So this generation, they are one addicted to social media. They live their lives. They have no genuine relationships whatsoever with people. Um... TikTok, you've got Instagram, you've got Snapchat, you've got apps that I don't even know that existed. And they are on there from the very young age. And these girls will sexually promote themselves without them realizing it. Mm. You can send DMs, private DMs that disappear in Snapchat. So you know that boys can ask for things and they will send it because their self-esteem is so low. Um, their mums, they're about, but mums are either really young or they're trying to be down with them. But the girls have no respect for the mums anyway. Like, literally, they have no respect. A lot of them, they're smoking weed from year seven. It's quite common, especially mm. in Essex. Like, um, year seven, you're smoking, they're smoking. And it's not just any weed. It's, it's, it's they're doing everything. Mm. Um, they have no boundaries. Um, and so, yeah, they, 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 they will do anything and everything to, to, to get the attention of a young man because they're trying to fill it so i do exactly what just josh does i become their kind of big sister cool big sister cool mum. they love they love the fact that i'm a mum mm. because they see it as you're a mum, but you're cool but you're young but it's like oh it's fresh yeah i talk the way i can talk with them and i had to have as josh said i had to have a really hard conversation with a couple of them of recent and that literally was you do understand the reason you get treated like a hose because you act like one right those deep conversations I have to have and it's not nice yeah but they receive it they receive it yeah and I've seen them change because I, I they, they they wear nothing 
Mm. And I say to them, you're not walking on the road with me looking like that. You must be, you've lost your mind. Mm. And they change. <laughs> I'm talking the shirts button up. They're mm. wearing jeans. They're leveling up. So the, they're realizing that the more that they respect themselves, yeah. they attract better friends. They attract better boys. Because mm. I'm not going to, I can't say to them, stop talking to boys. I can, I have done that. Mm. But they're going to do it anyway. So at least if you're going to talk to the boys, let's talk to a, 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 a good kind of boy. So the first thing is, have you done your background check? So they know me for have you done your background check? Mm. Yes, hey, tell the background check. Mm. what's his parents doing he's got both mum and dad there okay good check one um what does he do does he work yeah he works and he goes to college oh that's very nice so i'm i'm teaching them Mm. to look for good qualities whereas before they're they're dealing with boys who are druggies Mm. on road um using and abusing them but now they're actually looking for men and looking for qualities in men that are good so i've had to because i tried to do the whole don't talk to boys that's not gonna work daddy is not there he's just not there so Mm. i'm having to equip them to manage their emotions manage themselves and affirm them in who they are Mm. and so i draw their gifts we promote the gifts we ask we talk about hard things Mm. i'm talking things that you're thinking and and i think this is what's deep about the church is that they don't talk about these things Mm. but i'm having to talk about things that are explicit yeah and it's like they're looking at me like how does she know this and it's my job to know it i need to know doing i need to know what you're smoking what you're what 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 you're you know what video you're making because yeah. a couple of them have been, they've made videos um and getting them to understand that's that's just that's not how you move mm. like if what do you want to be in the future some of them don't even realize that they have a future mm. one of my she's, she's even glad she made it to 16 because wow. she didn't think she was going to make it to 16 her mom was like oh my gosh you know she, she just had a 17th birthday her mum was like, oh my gosh, like, you've helped my my daughter. She's in therapy. But mm-hmm. the mum was like, yeah, therapy ain't working. She took her out because she said the, pro- the, pro- the progression she's made in three months with you has been better than four years of therapy. Wow. The girl completely changed her life around. She she now, she, she don't want a relationship with no boy. She wants to make her money, look after herself, and she's looking for a husband. Mm. This is a girl who was self-harming, doing all sorts of stuff, drinking a bottle of vodka a day from year seven. Mm. And they're not parents who the girls that I have is really interesting. Their parents, like the boys that you have, the parents are not a hot mess. That's mm-hmm. what's interesting. The mums are professionals. Wow. The mums are professionals. They're the ones that Josh has meetings with. And their dads are about, but they don't live with the mum. Or the dads are about, but the dads are quite soft. That's a whole other episode for a different time. But mm. you see the professional mum, mummers who just want to run things and yeah, yeah and your daughter. And that's a, that's another conversation. But yeah, like oh. they're professionals. They live in nice houses. They get what they wow. want. They, these girls spend seventy pound on weed a week, and they where are you getting the money from? Mummy gives it to them just yeah. to keep them quiet because they've got a meeting to go to. That's the sort of girls I'm seeing on this on this end and it's really sad because they are beautiful young women mm. and with me they're starting to clock their life is accelerating and one of them was like hey i'm not gonna lie yeah but i think i think you have powers because can I, call you? <laughs> I was like well no you can't call me that but i i get it you know it's, it's it's not it's not that sort of witchcraft it's not that no 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 no, no. Like, I'm not, I'm not what she want to call you you're like a witch like you cast spells oh, I'm mad like, no <laughs> get oh. behind me <laughs> no 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 I don't I don't I'm not making things happen so obviously for them it's like no 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 this must be some spell this must be magic yeah. because you know like it's magic I'm with you now and my life is just changing no sweetie no 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 but that's how they they don't know Jesus and, they and don't, this they is don't it know. they're trying to interpret so it through what they do know it. 
yeah. yeah, it's magic. You know, fairy tale princesses, they have a fairy godmother, yeah. Waves uh, the one, uh, you know, they get the dress, they get to go to the ball. So for them, it's like, oh, H, whenever you go with H, and now there's a like, little rumor when girls meet up and it's like, oh, do you work with H? Yeah, yeah, I work with H. And it's the same thing with Josh. Oh, you, you work with Josh, yeah? Yeah, 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 safe, safe. Like, they actually come, they want to work with us now. And it's amazing. The, it's, 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 yeah, it's a lot of things. But for the girls, self esteem is peak, it's just mm. very peak. If mommy's too busy for them and dad is not saying to them what they need to say, what he needs to say, then it just becomes very, 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 very peak. And so they're looking for boys to fulfill that. Yeah. It's really interesting because I think you do definitely hear a lot about the fatherlessness side and dad's not being in the home. But I don't think much, at least in my experience, is often said about working professional mums and some of the impact that can sometimes happen when mothers mm-hmm. are more focused on their professional pursuits than what's mm-hmm. going on in the home. Mm-hmm. So I want to cycle back a little bit. Yeah. Because I know it's all amazing and great when you know you see that you've spoken to this young person and they've listened to what you said, they've implemented it, they're leveling up like you were saying, H, and they're going from one degree of glory to the next. but i want to talk about the other side too Um, i want to talk about those young people who you speak to them they say yes 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 i'm gonna change i'm gonna change and then next week you're called into the same police station for a different case or you're called into school or wherever it is you're called to to deal with the same stuff that you've been speaking to them about for months for years because i think this is something that i think a lot of the listeners will relate to i can already think of people in my own life who i've I've been around the roundabout multiple times like having those same conversations but um but what what's your experience like with those sorts of young people and how do you guys continue i guess choosing to lovingly pursue them if you do (laughs) do you know what i mean you tell us what happens what happens with those kinds of people and how do you deal with them do you know what? Because with the life coaching, I came into it with a perception of, as I said, like if the first initial meeting was if you want to change, then I can, I can, you know, we can work together because it's yeah. facilitated. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's been young people that I've met, and I've gone in with that perception of like if you want to change, like yeah, like, and they've been like. You can tell they're just they're stuff and they don't they they're like, no, I'm mm. cool. Mm. And wait, I'll be like, who am I? But then, but then, the Holy Spirit <laughs> <laughs> changes it. Like you, you, then you feel the grace and then you feel the, 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 the grace to sit there. And then this is, the, and I think this is the flip side of the life coaching where the therapy comes into it. Mm. So the life coach, where the life coaching bit is the facilitating bit, facilitating change, where I, they, if they need to take the responsibility for themselves for them to change where the therapy comes into it is where it brings the understanding mm. so there's been times where I've seen a young person and um, I've been like, like you don't want to change and I've, I've, I've gone to exit mm. and I've turned back and looked at them and then I've had to use discernment and be like okay let me and this is where the trauma comes into it. Let me mm. let me ask this this young person some questions. So instead of just being like, do you want to work? And no, yes, whatever. 
let me ask you a question. How, how's your upbringing been? And then when they start to talk about certain things and they start to bring up a certain abuse that's happened to them, they're starting to bring up whatever we are, I start to realize that it's not that you don't want to change, it's that you, you don't trust no one. Mm. so it's not that you don't want to change it's that you've been abandoned before mm. and if and then I start to realise if I turn around and I go out that door I've just done everything the same thing everyone else has just done come mm. on talk about it so that's why I think that's where the grace comes into it where should I say that's where I feel God's love yeah. seriously come through and that patience comes through and that should I say that fruit of the spirit comes through because that, and, and I think that's where it takes the the, the, the understanding and the, the patience to sit there and be like, okay, Lord, this young person, this mm. person, mm. They're, they're they're portraying this to me, but they're portraying this to me, but what's really going on? Mm. And I think that's above the people that have changed because of the whole life coaching they've accepted it and they've done well. Mm. I think the biggest change that has been for me is the ones that. At the beginning, we're like, forget this. I don't want nothing. I don't want life coaching. I don't want this. Whatever, blah. And I've been graced to be like, oh, they, they won't change. They won't change. Mm. And the thing is, how you know it? They will tell me one time they don't want it. I'll come next session. They'll be at the door ready. <laughs> in the car, and I'm like, it's the same person. I was like, forget this. I don't want life coaching. I don't. Want, I don't. I don't need no one around me. Mm. And I'm like, you trust. And before you know it. They trust me. They start talking about every deep thing about their life that they've ever spoken about. Mm. And I think, yeah, I think that's the aspect of it where, and it's a great thing about the organisation that we work with, their policy is we don't give up on no child. Mm. They don't give up on no children. They only give up when the young person is just, where literally they've gone to prison and there's nothing else you can possibly do where you've, you've literally put yourself in a mm. jail cell mm. and we cannot now we can no longer get to you mm. Mm. and I think that's the aspect of my work that's kind of changed yeah, where social services they didn't social services will cut funding yeah they'll cut it so the only cases that I noticed that you couldn't carry out and the young person went off mm. is because the organisation won't invest in the child anymore Constant. right yeah but schools are different they're looking to invest for long term mm. crews are different but social services nah you know. they want to see immediate change but then they will flop the set so the one boy that you were working with that was the worst one he was doing very well until the young the social services gave him a phone you don't give a boy who has been on road a phone yeah. and he he went backwards like okay. he went off that's that's mismanagement from them because they yeah. don't understand the culture mm. yeah they didn't understand the culture, so that's that's on. It was like on on their part. But as you're saying about social services, mm. that's the thing about it. Most the big the, the big the first couple of cases we got for the business was social social care. Mm. So it, the reason why it was about life coaching, life coaching, life coaching, life coaching, and very pretty wasn't attached to it yet mm. because it was social services would be like you got six months. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. give you all this money, you got six months to do your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, wow. That's, they, they, okay, so this giving is like me, a lifetime of trauma, though. Yeah, yeah. You're giving me a 16-year-old that's been through how many, what, 15, whatever years, or 14, 13 years of trauma, and you want me to undo fix all that, sick, fix it in six months, really? Yeah. And that's that was them until we, you know, managed to, to, to get this new organisation, which is the school. Now where they they employ us till literally they leave school. Yeah. yeah. And even, even after, I've, that, I've got one of the girls. She's left school. 
and the mum has petitioned and got funding for me to continue with her in the hollow six form. Yeah. Wow. Because that's that's what she wanted and yeah. I see her even in holidays because wow. the mum's like, no, no, it's not one week you're not seeing him. That's, that's, <laughs> that's how and yeah, with what you were saying, Arnold, in the you know, how do you deal with the girl I've got one person right now yeah. who's not receiving anything I'm saying. Yeah. And every Tuesday and Wednesday I'm like, Josh, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I am out. If she wants to be like this, left her. I'm done. Yeah. Like the same boyfriend I spent two hours talking to you, crying in my car, you're there in floods of tears, you know, life has ended. And then the week after you go back with him. Mm, mm. Like what what me, me I, I can't help you you know mm. you're, you're putting yourself in very 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 bad situations she's there doing things um, every week and then she doesn't turn up one time I've actually travelled all the way far far lands yeah and then you know I've she's left me outside hmm. yeah 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 we get we get that we get we get um young people where they just they just, they just leave us outside mm. you know we just and we're just sitting there like and I'm sitting there thinking, I could be at home with my children right now. Yeah, yeah. But mm. you have decided to waste my time. You've decided to, yeah. It's just, it's just mad. It's just mad. What is it that keeps you going with those young people who don't see the value or the importance of what you guys are doing and how much of a sacrifice you guys are making thinking about a future that they're not probably even thinking about? The Lord. Yeah, yeah. I the seat. In that aspect, I have to bring it spiritually. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what keeps me. The, the yeah. sac- I have to think about the sacrifice that Christ done for me mm-hmm. and dying for me um, and being being that example in a work environment without yeah. being, without, without going, carrying a banner saying, I'm a Christian, I'll, I'll, I'll do this, I'll do that for the mm-hmm. Lord. Without carrying that banner and my fruit having to be that example and just really loving on these young people like Christ has loved me mm. basically that's what keeps us literally mm. going if, I think if it, was a, if it was a flesh thing yeah. man like bye <laughs> bye mm. <laughs> yeah. thank you man like, it, it, it's changed but it's, it's literally Lord that, it's the Lord yeah. but also something I wanted to add because yeah. I had a wonderful conversation with your lovely wife as we do, we have our iron sharpens iron conversations, mm. and I was expressing certain things to her in regards to like I'm just talking and they're not listening. And this yeah. is not just girls that I work with. The girls that I work with listen more than the believers. Oh, okay. <laughs> say it, say it, say no, it again. I'm like, I just don't want to help. Like, I said, sis, I don't want to help no one no more. And she was like, I said, sis, what do I do? And we broke. She gave me some. I'm shouting her out today. And yeah. she was like, H, you know, we're, we're witnesses. We're not the Holy Spirit. I was like, oh. Mm. oh. She Richard. said, we are witnesses. We're not, we, we're not meant to carry that burden. We plant the seeds. Yeah. We're witnesses. And then she was like to me, ask more questions. And you know your, you know your wife asks their questions. There's one thing I just all Nash does is ask me questions. I'm very interrogated. And I realized she's wise. Yeah. This woman here, she's wise. <laughs> She's asking you questions so you can think yourself. And we were talking, we were going back and forth. We were talking about, because obviously I've known Nash for, yeah, like yeah. nine years. She was yeah. my maid of honor. Like she's been about. And 
so just going back and looking at our sharpening the things that we've learned are you know the, the elder that was above us who really put us through some fire mm. and it was good because it made us you know the wives and mums that we are today mm. and yeah like she was like h go back to just you're not responsible you're, mm. you're not responsible for whether they take it or not ask the questions and know that you can walk away like yeah it's the lord it's for them to get the conviction and so that's for the saints but i think what i put what i subconsciously put in for the girls that i work with is i'm here if you need me mm. you know i'm not going nowhere um i'm not gonna sometimes you, you can't chase them because the more you chase them especially the ones that are spoiled mm. and you have very very hard relationships with their moms where they just try and you know milk them for everything that they have i can't chase after them too tough i have to wait for them to come to me because you know and there's some of them that i do chase because i know that they want it and they respond well mm. um but yeah it just confirmed a lot of things that the lord has been saying to me and you know your wife has just you know our, our talks has just sealed it and i was like oh this is good surgery i had to go back repent i was like lord i'm <laughs> You, oh gosh. Um, and the Lord help me, you know, you know, because that's what he was. She said, You're getting in the way. I was like, Oh, wow, yeah, because if they're not listening and you're vexed, it's like you're giving judgment and having high expectations. So, I know yeah. it's a seven, like, you may have to just, you know, <laughs> so this is deep. And you know, we're getting in the way. And she, 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 what she said, she said, We're meant to be, we're meant to teach people how to fish, H. Mm. We're not meant to be giving them fishes, you've been giving people fishes, and they're dependent on you. I said, Hey, mm-hmm. and that's guys this is the sort of conversations that me and my sis have just to let you know like we, we don't leave any bush unturned yeah we, we go straight <laughs> each and we love each other for it because that's just what iron sharpens iron should be i mean that's iron good. is not easy it's, it's, it's hard yeah and so you know we walk away feeling oh i think i've just walked away this week it's just been yeah it's been deep and it's just it's just confirming what we're talking about today really so mm. it's what's it's the lord so like i think for me, it's been really fascinating listening to you guys in terms of how you do what you do with the young people. But like, for example, like I have zero young people in my life, right? So what I'm trying to understand and think about is, okay, what are some of the things that you guys think transfer from kind of what you do with the young people to how we kind of live our everyday life? Because like you said, for, I, I think I picked up a little bit on what you said about, you know, believers don't be listening to nothing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it can feel that way so what do you how do you think people can transition that because a lot of people that will be listening they might not have any young people in their life but they've got you know pretty grown people so how would you transition some of those those kind of skill sets and those approaches yeah what you were talking about was actually christian so yeah i think i think what people need to do and you know how we're meant to be childlike yeah and how the lord treats treats us that we're childlike treat people like they're childlike Mm. as in not to patronize them not to make them feel belittled not to do this mm, 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 but treating them as people who may or may not know i think the problem is when we get saved right and i've been around christians when we get saved we automatically assume once you're saved that you should be flawless Mm-hmm. and I've been around people like that where it's like you should know if you read your word you should know but did I get the revelation yet though yeah, you know you yeah, can read yeah. one scripture and it can mean 10 different things mm-hmm. I know you know I like to study one scripture and work on that one I'm not, I'm not trying to jump around different books mm-hmm. I like to read the book but you know sometimes that one scripture that you just have to live out and yeah. not master 
but you know you, you want to live it out in a yeah, way yeah. and I know people who do that as well and it's like how, how can we not give each other grace and patience and can we can we love on each other in a way where we're more understanding more mm. acceptable mm. you know more kind just for the sake of being kind like you don't always need to I saw a quote today you don't always need to know what someone is going through mm. for you to be kind to them you know mm. and I've been on both ends of that where I've stopped being kind to people because I've lost patience because again no one is listening and so those people with young people in their lives everyone is young whether you're a mom whether you're a daughter or your auntie everyone is young because no one ever knows in in its entirety um the bible no one is jesus so even if the the, the graceful scholar even he may have missed something in his life you know he may be a scholar he may be grown he may be good mm. but you know does 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 he have love can he love that the trauma always takes something mm. and i think if we can work together and be transparent and mm. teach each other how to deal with situations and being transparent i've got a situation what do i do um reduce the pride and just mm. accept that we don't have it all together in different areas i mean some people are good at this some people are good at that and that's why the body works well the finger can't do what the foot does the knee can't do what the head does and mm. if we come together to fully function mm. then things will go well but obviously this, this egos and pride and people who are like i suffered with um the condemnation mm. condemnation stuff you know you know again sis sent me the 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 forgiveness university and yeah. I like to put up planks for those who don't know that you know you can put up a plank and hold and imprison yourself yeah um with not forgiving others but I would imprison myself because I wouldn't forgive myself and move on mm. you know wow. you do that and so you can stop yourself from growing just because you won't let go and understand the grace that God has given you mm. so a lot of people walking around us right now who are doing that and are children and childlike in that way and so if we can all admit that we are children all admit that we, we we need each other we need the lord in each other then i think we'll be able to mm. move forward effectively i think it does because like even as you were speaking about being childlike and the fact that they don't know it just it really it, it reminded me of um what jesus said on the cross and what stephen said when he was being stoned father forgive them for they know not what they do and i think i can see how like the point that you're making about just when you look at someone from a perspective of thinking that you yeah you really don't know what you're doing and you you really you really are ignorant. and you know because sometimes sometimes obviously yes they know what they're doing to an extent but they might not know the fullness of what what's really going on and what the impact of their decisions in that moment actually are so i think that's a really really powerful um comment and point and piece of advice i really liked what you said about you know actually everybody is kind of like childlike because really as christians that's how we should be is that we should all be like children and we should all be and some of it is humility right in that area of being willing to take kind of what other people are saying um and i really liked what you were saying about even just asking questions because i think that really that really opens things up um in terms of because it's less attacking you know like you need to do this but it's more like okay why do you do that mm. you know getting to understand the person 
and I think equally as well as being childlike and understanding it's one thing to be understanding but also ex- you know some people struggle to relate you know relationships it just break down because one person struggled to forgive you in your floor mm. I've seen people and I think what's beautiful about the relationships I have around me now they can see me fall and floor and do all sorts of stuff and they can be like H we understand you're growing mm. and you don't have to explain tutor Mm. or they will catch or they will see it beforehand and it's very difficult when you're especially an early believer when you're around other people who are ready to just chop your head off mm. because you actually nodded your head to secular i mean mm. i wasn't i was in sainsbury's what do you want me to do like <laughs> <laughs> early early things happen and they're ready to crush you for reading the wrong translation like it's, it's very it's very hard it's just kjv would this um you know it's very difficult (laughs) yep (laughs) (laughs) and it's just like like why like can we can we breathe let each other breathe yeah yeah let's 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 breathe but also at the same time having that balance but but you are meant to be set apart you're meant to have a standard let's try and aim for the standard but it's a process right it's not it's not a snap Mm. your fingers and you're there but some people they don't know it's a process and we can forget it's a process yeah very quickly when we're, you know when you're ego in your vim you're just on a unit mm. mm-hmm. the dog gave me revelation and no one's caught it so you're just looking at everyone like, mm. i think mm. so i think you know and they can just they can ascend <laughs> <laughs> even he walked with god for a few hundred years though right <laughs> <laughs> so mercy and grace because there are people struggling right now who are even scared to open their Bibles. I was one of them. Mm. Scared to even admit and ask questions and ask for help because, you know, they're worried that someone will perceive them as as, as not as not woke to the word. Mm. And if we all admit that we're just childlike, be sensitive, be understanding. And but because traumas are provoking traumas, mm. that's what's happening. Mm, mm, if one mm. person is one person is loud, like myself, I'm, I can be quite loud and bubbly and you know, let's go life of the party. But that was because of my trauma. Mm. So I used that to cover up the pain inside. But if somebody else has a trauma where their parent was loud and bubbly and shouted all the time, I could be rubbing up the wrong them the wrong way. Unless we talk and dialogue mm. and they say to me, Oh, by the way, H, I find this difficult. That's not my problem because that's who I am in it. Mm. But if if I understand that, you know, like um if um what's the scripture where it's like, you know, if your brother doesn't eat meat, yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. If we can do more of that. Yeah, you know, then it, it could, and we can talk about yeah that traumatized me so that's why I'm like that. Mm. This is why I speak this way. Or can when you're when you're trying to address me, can you write it down? I'm I'm like that. If mm. you want to address me like that, don't come for me because my natural instinct is to snap back mm. because I I've, I've been like I I my trauma is being bullied like that. People mm. used to come publicly all the time. Mm. So now if anyone wants to come and talk to me. I find it very difficult. So those little things, whereas somebody may be very cool with that, very cool with just picking up the yeah, phone, yeah. It's just and I'm like, eesh, you know, it's it's and going through that process and getting to really deep down with that relationship and being transparent and that's what we need to do. Mm. Yeah. I think a massive part of it is the whole understanding of it as well. Mm. And that's a big part of yeah. um, of just relationships and understanding each other as people. Because I think if we don't understand each other, then we're not ever gonna get each other. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not gonna get the fact that you know. And I think when understanding, like the Bible says, like you know, 
know, wisdom is a principal thing, but um, get wisdom what you're getting, get understanding. Get understanding. More that we understand. Like if I if I have understanding and, and I and I search for understanding, mm. react a certain way to me, I'm not just gonna react straight away. I yeah. have to understand why did why did Arnold do that or why did mm. he do that? When I get understanding, the Holy Spirit gives me a perspective, make you understand. See, he's done this because hmm. you know he's been in this thing before, and and he's he was offended by that, but he's okay now. But when I get when I've got to understand, I don't even talk to you. Hmm. I've got understanding. I'm not gonna be offended. I've got understanding, and that, that's why you know, again, like even when it comes to even judging each other, yeah, scriptures that like, first of all deal with your plank. I think the more that we deal with our plank, we can judge each other better. Come on, because we're dealing with ourselves first. Mm-hmm. Our perspective of it, our, and again, the whole understanding our issues or whatever. So the more we do that, we're able to judge each other better. So mm. I can judge you. Be, okay, cool. Like, oh, you could do something to me, mm. but I understand, man. I've done worse to someone else. Yeah. I've done worse to someone else. So, man, I'm not gonna take what you done as an offense because, man, my plank is you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a big old plank. <laughs> So I think if we if we carry this if we have understanding and we carry it same way as I was talking about the boys I was working with once I got understanding on why they were like that then I was able to deal with them better and if we have an understanding that okay the whole hurt people hurt people mm. then I understand that we all got issues we're gonna hurt each other in different ways so let me just understand that everyone's got issues none of us are perfect mm. We've all fallen short, as the Bible says, and if we have that perspective and understanding, then it better helps the relationship. And we don't, we don't put us, we don't put each other at a standard. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think in, in relationships, especially Christian relationships, that we can, we can put each other at standards that we, and the standards that we carry ourselves that we kind of meet ourselves. Yeah, yeah. We we kind of meet the standard that we're trying to put you at, but mm. like that. I'm carrying this this standard that I, I can't meet, and it, 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 while you're doing that, you actually become Pharisee because that's what literally, that's literally, that's what, literally what was in my head. Yeah, because it, like that's literally what even Jesus was speaking about to them when he was saying about how you put heavy burdens on people yeah. that you that can't, they can't remember. Yeah, yeah, that people can't remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, literally, that's it, man. Literally, I, I feel like yeah, the 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 whole understanding, the whole plank. Like that's a that's a big thing in in, yeah. in, in the Christian community. In, and and again, the, if you don't, if this subject that you're dealing with, with regards to trauma and, and this whole issue, things like that, if that's not brought up, then you're always gonna have a plank. Mm. Like you're always gonna have a plank because you're not dealing with your issues or dealing with yourself. So of course you're gonna be like a Pharisee and and have standards and and do like the, like the um, the woman you know caught in adultery. You're gonna try and use um, the law to justify what she done or whatever, blah blah, and that's what we do sometimes when we don't deal with plans. Like we can mm. use scripture to justify our standard that we're putting on someone else, mm. and that I've seen that happen a lot in our, our community. community. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just really just understanding each other and 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 giving grace to each other, giving the grace that we've got. Yeah, yeah, uh, we've got grace and mercy. So. You can't give grace and mercy to that other person. That, what, that, <laughs> that. again, it's it's, it's, it's deep because you still have to balance it again because you're not you're not meant to tolerate foolishness that's going to cause you to stump, <laughs> hurt your chest and hurt your heart. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you don't just cut people off and bounce. But then at the same time, there's some people you actually have to because they're an enemy of progress to your whole life. It's very. But again, that's the Lord's wisdom 
practice training and you've got to go through different scenarios just to learn i feel like as humans we want rules you know where if somebody does these combination of things this is what we do but god is actually saying no like check with me you know Mm. go with me through the process like when you were saying about how you know there are some kids who are like i'm out they don't want to change it goes like no 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 stay you know and that's where i think that actually god is trying to build our trust in him our reliance on him you know our relationship and our walk with him to say okay actually this person is acting out because of this this and this you know and it's only if you go through that process that you get to that point because most of the time you just want to explode and be out yeah yeah 100 percent. i think just as we round up on that point you were making about the importance of recognizing your own planks and recognizing your own hurts and your own traumas what sort of practical tips would you guys give to to people who maybe don't recognize that they've got any traumas or any hurts but they want to go on that journey of being able to find out okay like are there any traumas or hurts or any things that i haven't addressed any planks that i'm missing like what sorts of practical tips would you guys give in terms of how they can maybe consider starting to approach that mm. one thing that, i can mention one thing they've done with me I, you know when you say stuff right mm. and you just say stuff because you think you're just saying stuff and you just assume that it's your personality and that's just how you are mm. start having conversations with yourself and asking yourself why do i say that mm. do i think that you know not everything is just that's just how they are mm. why why so one thing that i used to say was oh the girls the girls will understand and appreciate me when mm. they're older and this was like why can't they understand and appreciate you now and i'm like why do i say that you know something <laughs> why, why do i say that yeah yeah because my mom used to say it a lot mm. and i was like and i did i appreciate i appreciate the thing is i appreciated her but i didn't yeah, like I just assumed when you get to union, you have to learn how to cook chicken by yourself for the first time. You didn't stand there and actually learn how to, you know, you know, defrost and demeat it properly. Mm. That you just, you just, and I just had this notion in my head, and there's things that we ask each other. Mm. So I think if you don't have someone that can ask you or put, you have to put yourself around people who will challenge you. Mm. I would say to start asking yourself, why is it that you have to have things this way, especially if the behaviour is causing ripple effects with other people, mm. if the behaviour is affecting your relationship or the behavior is hindering you mm. then maybe it's the reason it's hindering you if it's a bad behavior or something that you're doing that is causing a disruption then a, a, ask yourself okay why is that because you can't just say oh that's just how i am they have to accept me mm. sometimes it's most of the time it's not that it's you're doing something that's causing a negative effect it's a bad choice if you're making bad choices mm. then a you know, less instead of grooming it over and just saying, "Oh, a lot of Christians do that." You know, God has me anyway. No, 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 no. Sometimes you have to have yourself. Yeah, I'm not forsake the Lord. No, but sometimes it's not. You know, God will never give me anything that I can't handle. No, you you can't handle it, and you put yourself there. He didn't give it to you. He never ever gave mm. you that. He didn't tell you just that much, and then therefore you're, you know, you can't pay bills this month. Mm. He never, and you're going, oh Lord, that's 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 not that's that shouldn't be normal. Yeah. Ask yourself why you always end up in the same cycles, mm. and once you start to ask that, the trauma will, the, the, the Holy Spirit will prompt you, mm. and it, 
reveal it to you instead of running from it and continuing the cycle position yourself around people expose it Mm. and then let them be accountable and that's why you're meant to have accountability and say this is what i do i think this is why can you help me with it Mm. and once you go through that process the lord will be able to uproot it and he'll be able to put you through some stuff Mm. and able to move forward so that's that's what i would suggest that's good yeah that's really good that's that's what you done with me that's kind of what i've done with you so that's kind of like the the advice I would have, I would have given, but also I think the advice I would give is that is humble yourself. Mm. Say I say humble yourself. Understand that you got issues. Mm. You got issues because you came from somewhere. Mm. You, you never came from somewhere that was perfect, and you got issues. Mm. If you came from somewhere that was perfect, then you ain't got no issues. That means you'd be Jesus, and there was only one Jesus. So. <laughs> So understand that you're not perfect, and if you understand you're not perfect, mm. you have issues. Ask, ask the Lord through prayer. Reveal to me, show me my issues, mm. and a hundred you will. Mm. He definitely will show you show you the issues because those issues affect the relationship with Him and our brothers and sisters in Christ, starting with our home, marriage, children, whatever. Mm. So it is it is. I think it's just. I think a lot of the time it's accepting that we have issues mm, mm. if we accept we have issues I think our mind automatically changes Yeah, it automatically changes from the perspective of I'm cool I'm saved I know all scriptures like from Genesis to Revelation mm. it changes as you have that perspective of I've got issues <laughs> the whole brain just boom it just yeah. explodes and then it's like okay oh yeah now I've got issues but I accept the fact that Okay, when I do stuff now, as you were saying, mm-hmm. I have to be like, okay, why am I doing that? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I talk. I don't. You know, I've got issues in this area. I think once we accept that mm. we're not perfect mm. and we've got issues, then the process can start. Mm. I think the process can start, and that's what Jesus' irritation was with the Pharisees. They did not accept that they had issues. Mm. Didn't accept it. So if you can't accept it, then why? I didn't come for you then. Mm. <laughs> I came. I came for those that that that, that know that they're, they're sick and they they need yeah, help from yeah, me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I never came for you. So I think that's the first thing we've got to do is accept that I've got issues. I'm sick. Mm. Yeah. I'm sick. So if I'm sick and humble ourselves enough to be like I'm sick, I need help. Yeah. I think once we do that, I think even just living normal day life, driving on the street, driving mm. on the road or whatever, reacting a certain way, we'll start to ask ourselves a question: What? Why do I do that, man? Like, why am I reacting like this? Or why do I mm. talk to this colleague? once the acceptance is there that yeah I'm I've got issues then God can 100% Jesus the Holy Spirit can work in you because as I said that's what he that's what the issue was with the Pharisees is that they didn't accept that you had all these issues before mm. you were perfect and fine and you're not because you came from somewhere and you yeah <laughs> you, you, you never came from you in Genesis the Garden yeah if it doesn't match up with the fruit of the spirit, if your behavior and mm. the things that you're doing does not align with the fruit, mm. then there's something there that is stopping you from exhibiting that. Mm. So at the moment, patience is the thing. Obviously, I've got little children, but I know <laughs> I have, uh, there's something wrong I, and I've gone on this journey. I'm in the, I'm in the middle of it. Mm. The heart surgery is real. Mm. Patient and a little bit of not even a little bit i mean let me confess self-control mm. <laughs> yeah mm. because 
it's, I need to give them patience. Like cleaning their room is is, is every day is a oh my gosh why mm. yeah I need and I've apologized to the girls. You know, mommy needs yeah she needs self control, mommy. Mm. You need self control. Mm. self control. And you meant to you know it's it's I'm being transparent with the children as well. I have to be you know like forgive me. And it's teaching them that not everyone gets things. But that's again that's another conversation in its time. Yeah. But yeah, let it match the fruits. If you don't match the fruits, question yourself. That's really good. That's really, really good. And I think on this point as well, because obviously now we've given practical tips on how you can start discovering your own hurts and traumas that you might be missing. I just want to really emphasize on that accountability piece because it is not a journey you want to do on your own. Like, because when things get ripped wide open, if you don't have any nurses or anybody to support you and like be the help that you need when you're most vulnerable, it can be a messy situation and you might not get stitched up like it's it's it can be a big mess so i just really want to echo that that accountability piece of just having at least at least one or two people who who know what's going on who know the things that are being exposed who know the things that are being revealed who knows who know the planks that you're even now starting to speak to god about and asking him to help you with like i think that's a huge 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 thing I think, I think that's deep. just to add on that quickly yeah. it reminds me of you know like when one demon leaves seven will come yes. strong and i've i've realized that if you if you don't have them nurses what you said was so key mm. the image i got was and it's not to say you're someone's possessed when i say demons guys it's not possession mm. it's one trauma and issue you're dealing with it but you haven't got patched up yeah you're gonna be 10 times worse yeah it's, yeah it's like yeah. an infection yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, and, it, and it's definitely the understanding of like when you because they say like when you get to a certain age, you, you, that's why a lot of people the the, the, the thing of st- stuck in your ways. Yeah, mm. it's better to deal with it when you're young, twenties, mm. thirties, <laughs> or whatever. Mm. Because the more you get older, the more bricks you're building on top of. Well, it's well, like top. a scar. Yeah, mm. it's like a scar. So now, but when you're when you're fifty or sixty, whatever, that, that's well, you got yeah, sledgehammers and like, you got time for that. I ain't breaking this thing down. I'm mm. always. for real and i think kind of linked to what you said arnold about having those people i think it links back to what josh said earlier about having relationship yeah you know because i feel like that's what we're kind of lacking sometimes um kind of in the world that we live in is actual deep relationships where it's a safe place to really be able to have those honest conversations and Mm. to show people the wounds Mm. So, you know, I was about to, to go towards the end, but I think there's one more question that I think we have to address on that point that you just mentioned. What about the person that doesn't have any relationships around them where they feel like I can be vulnerable in this way or I can show my wounds or show my vulnerabilities or show the areas that I recognize I've got trauma is surfacing. These I'm seeing the problems now but I don't have any nurses around I can't see a hospital I can't see anybody and I'm bleeding out mm. like what is some encouragement and hope and something that we'd give to, to people maybe in that category um I would I've been through that at one point mm. I've been pray and the thing is I was around nurses but the Lord couldn't send them to me because he knew that they would make me worse and I've been sitting 
place where I'm just like, I need to heal, I need to heal, I need to heal, I need to heal, I need to heal. And Josh has heard it. Yes, I think I sat there for a good six years, mm. waiting to heal. Mm. And I can honestly say, as I sit here right now, one, it was the grace of God that He that kept me. Mm. I will say to that person, pray, because it's not only it's not everybody that you go to. Even if you identify your nurse, that's not your nurse assigned to your bedpost. Mm. And that's the problem we have. They will make you worse. Mm. And I've done that a couple of times. Where I've gone to the wrong person or the right person at the wrong time or the wrong person at the right time. Mm. And they will they mess you up differently. And it's unintentional. It's not intentional. It's not Can intentional. you unpack that a little bit? So when I was going through things, and obviously, you know, there's the elder that everyone goes to. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I, I want, you know, she can help. And everyone's like, yeah, she can help, she can help, she can help. And then you go, or that friend that you think is more seasoned in the faith. And then you go and you become besties and you're walking with them. And then you realize they have been fueling your trauma mm. because they have had their own or they have a lack of experience. Yeah, or yeah. they are misguiding you and what you knew i used to think i need that harsh word i need and i did for a time mm. but i needed more comfort mm. i needed that comfort and the lord moved me over the years because i prayed i said lord i need someone i need someone and i had to be patient mm. so i would say pray and wait really wait and it will it will be it will be an answered prayer and hold be steadfast and just wait just wait for that right person because you don't want the wrong person and it's not to say the person doesn't know what they're doing mm. it's just that they're not your nurse because again we're just vessels we're just mm. people who would hear mm. if if that person themselves is going through something because no leader is perfect mm. and that's the problem no leader is perfect and people think that leaders should just know mm. they may be of that caliber of person they may not be for you mm. pray and wait and ask God to send your person. Sometimes we not say one person. He may send five people mm. and different conversations is what's helping you unpick the different yeah. things at a time. You have to position yourself in a in a particular group. And that's what's happened to me. The Lord has had to get rid of a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. and said, this person, that, and it could be a small group. It can be a big group. It could be a church. It could be a fellowship. It could be a husband. Mm. I've seen that happen. It could be, you know, and sometimes you even have to wait for a husband, hubby because you know the order is the order is again another 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 something something but wives you have to wait sometimes it's not about you you have to wait sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry but yeah i, I had to wait for josh because another complaint was lord i want to heal i want to heal and then one it was one elder she said your healing will come when josh gets his healing i said what wow so what hmm. I'm, I'm second to him lord is that who i am and then when you understand the order the protection you know the husband covers his wife's head if he's a hot mess he ain't covering me mm. so i had to wait and it was in the faith in waiting that i got my healing eventually i've had to wait years for it and i think it's beautiful when you have to wait i didn't mm. say that at the time i'm only saying it now right you'd appreciate it because you're, you're just sitting there gnashing off teeth and you're just like oh my gosh what's going on mm. when you get your help now i'm reading it in i'm taking it i'm sucking it up i'm like yeah, yeah give me give me me and that's what i would say hold stuff and you're bleeding out you're gonna bleed out but god is our god almighty he won't mm. let you die mm. Mm. won't die you won't die just mm. wait don't go to the fake people the, the, the devil has planted them because mm. sometimes that can happen 
Mm. And I, I've experienced it. I've been burned. I, ooh, it's, it's not been good. And it can, it can nearly take you out. Yeah, yeah. Wait, please. I beg. Just, just, yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah, 100%. So I think, I think I'll... I'll say to trust God is to trust God. The, the reason why I say to, to, to trust God is because I look at it from the perspective of when I'm working with these, some of these boys, mm. and I'll put it in the aspect of God in a minute, but when I'm working with these boys, the way that, the way that they was able to, some of them, they knew that they had issues, they knew that they had issues or they had the problems or whatever, when they trusted mm. that it was going to be dealt with, mm. yeah, by how long it took, the, 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 the healing started happening. So sometimes, yeah, you can be on your own and they may not be, you know, the, the, the hospital, you might not see the hospital or you may not see no nurses or no doctors, no one's around you. Like, oh, my days are on my own, but I know I've got these issues or whatever, blah, blah. Mm. God is there. Mm. God is there. But I, I learned from myself that I've, I've, I've had loads of people there. Mm. I've had locals around, I've had ministers around, I've had pastors around, I've had leaders around, I've had all of that around. Mm. But I realized this year that the Holy Spirit spoke to me really strongly and said to me that I didn't trust him. Right. So wow. the reason why I wasn't getting the healing I needed to, even though I had ministered this and ministered that and pastored this and pastored this person, they, 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 they were there. They could give me all this information and knowledge and pray and all that kind of stuff. But mm. if I don't trust the healer of all healers, Come on. then I wasn't able to get my healing. So first of all, I believe you have to you have to trust in the Lord, as, it, as the scripture says, trust in the Lord of all your heart mm. first. Do that first. And once you trust in him first, he will lead you to who he will lead you to. He will bring the right people to you, mm. but it has to start with trust in him. Mm. I was says he's awarded that those are those who diligently seek him, but you have to first believe that he is. Mm. I think mm. believe that he is, mm. and he's that in your life, and you trust him, and you put all those things in. I think once you do that, he will hundred percent, as the Bible says, he's he's a rewarder. So yeah. he will reward you for trusting in him. Mm. And I think if we, the moment people come off with that trust, and you become double-minded, mm. that's when stable, mm. and that's that's when your issues will make you unstable, and then and the, the Bible says you will get nothing from him. Mm. Stable. So I think it starts with the trust in God and trusting that Lord, yeah, I trust you with my heart. As the book of scripture says, I lead all, to all my understanding, but in all your ways, I acknowledge you and I believe that you are going to direct my path. I think once that trust is there and mm. you believe that He will direct the path in the, that area, in that situation, that's the context of like issues and trauma, He definitely will lead you to the right people, but also through His word, He will start the healing process and then mm. bring the right around you. But it starts with like trusting God. Yeah. That he can yeah. And be true. ready to pray that prayer. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you can pray, Lord, I want help. But it means you have to get rid of some people. Yeah, ready and you're help. not you don't Jeez. want to because they're actually subconsciously keeping you in your stuff. Yeah. Ready to pray that prayer. And I had to pray that prayer this year. And he got rid and he done what he had to do. Mm. It was ah. Oh, but what came afterwards was just, mm. Mm. and I had people in my life that actually stopped other people who I needed right now who I have in this season from coming to me. Mm. So they knew they had to come, but they couldn't come. And they, they actually said, I, we didn't know what it was. I knew what it was. Mm. After it was revealed, 
But imagine I'm sitting there thinking, no, I'm fine. The person was grooming the trauma. Mm. People can that. So when you're praying that prayer, be ready for the outcome. Be ready because mm. it, 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 it's, it's not going to come how you want it as a fairy bow package. And you know that, oh, you know, daddy's giving me a wonderful present. And that's the, that's the, that's what I had in my mind mm. that if God loves me, you know, I, and you know, he will give it, he'll give me the, the, you know, he'll give me the healing, he'll give me this, he'll give me that, that, that's, that, it doesn't actually come how you want it to come. Mm. It may come with, okay, operation table, let's go. Mm. Operations on, I've had one. It's not nice. Mm. I, I think that's a massive thing. Yeah. I think the reason why that's a massive thing is because, and it, it must start off with that. Because you know, again, even just coming to Christian, like becoming a Christian and getting saved, you're like, oh, this fairy tale world, you get baptized and the water's <laughs> dripping underneath you, and it's like, oh my days, I'm going to be flowing with the angels in the sky. <laughs> oh, it's such a like, I think even in this situation, like you have to, from the get go, you have to let them know, oh, like, like scripture says this is going to be painful. Yeah. No chastisement. Is, is joyful for the moment yes it's gonna be painful yeah and i think once people know that because again like if you just say no yes pray the prayer and you do it and whatever bro once that that fire starts coming you're like yeah forget the prayer, forget the prayer. <laughs> i'm fine how i was um <laughs> stay like this until i'm 60 70 80 yeah um, i think yeah it's important to be like yeah it, it's pain i went through some painful stuff and the thing is god never bought soft people into my life in the season mm. he bought strong people that was telling me about stuff that i didn't want to hear yeah yeah and i was like this is supposed to be healing and god was like this is healing this is healing <laughs> <laughs> this is healing this is healing this fire yeah yeah and, and again it's, it's painful just the people that he brought into my life and as i said i was praying for it i didn't expect when I when when God was like, yeah, you need to connect with this person, I was like, really, really? Because mm. they, they 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 don't mince their words. They they will mm. tell me exactly how it is and what. And it and the thing is, it was painful. But I look back at it now, and the scripture said that you you, you you the peaceful the fruit of righteousness. I now feel the peace mm. of the, the chastising, that discipline, that fire that I went through, and it was painful. Mm. But I can look it back at it now and be like, wow, I feel so good about myself now i've healed such areas i know there's so much more to do mm. but i feel good because that painful season was so beneficial mm. but i think it's important to let people know it's gonna be painful <laughs> yeah, in the movies when someone gets shot and then they're about to clean up the wound and they pour like alcohol in the wound away they're like yeah. ah! <laughs> that's that prayer isn't it <laughs> that, is that, prayer. Yep. that is literally that prayer but you need it you need yeah. it because the pain will be worse when you're burning Exactly. Yeah. yeah. In hell, you'll be burning. So switch I think I think once you understand that God wants you healed, He wants you to go through that process. Yeah. So you can be with Him, you know? Like if you want to stay in your sin and stay knowingly doing what you're doing because you're not willing to go through the process, the end result, my friend, it, it could be that. I'm not saying everybody, but mm. it could if you continue, you don't know what sin you're going to entertain, how deep down the wide road you're going to go. Mm. So, yeah, it's difficult, but jump on that narrow road because it could be, at the end of the day, it's salvation. Sometimes mm. our trauma will actually stop us from reaching salvation. Like it can, and that's what the Lord literally had to show me. You, you are going, you're stopping yourself and it could separate me and you forever. 
Mm. You know, you can hinder your children from even knowing me effectively. Mm. You can be a stumbling block. What does the Bible say about, you know, you're, you're causing a stumbling block in a, in, 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 a, in a young person's, you know, you, um, road, you may as well put a noose around your neck and throw yourself into the sea, my friend. Like, mm. it's, it's that's, you have to look at it effectively. Like, when you start looking at it, it's not just me. Yeah, yeah. It is salvation and it is others around me, my friends. What about that unsafe friend who's looking at you like, I want your God, but... Mm, see the way you act, though? Mm. Yeah. That. And that's your trauma mm. holding you. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Like, it's not just you dealing with the trauma. Somebody may see you deal with it and be like, you know what? I, I think I want to come to this Jesus because he dealt with you and I knew that you were a hot mess. And, mm, mm. yeah, it's the fact, you know, where you're a good witness. And so it's not just about you. I mean, you look mm. at... I, just, I mean, I go straight to... I go straight for there. I know it's a bit, yeah. No, but you know what? It's it's the right place to go. And I think, like, when you said it, I had to think about it for a second because I thought, I can imagine certain people being triggered now when they hear that and they're like, oh, no, it's not a workspace thing. But the reality <laughs> is, like, if you look at the natural progression, like, you can't if you can't believe God and you can't trust God to heal you from the trauma that you've experienced, then how in, the, in, your, in this life, how in the world are you going to really trust him and believe mm in the free gift of eternal life that he has given you how are you going to trust in mm. jesus paying the price for your sins past present and future like you, you can't it's such a it's a smaller thing to be able to yeah. trust and believe god for the healing in this life based on the things you've experienced so i think it is it's a valid point it's a very valid point and so right now we're about to wrap up but before we do i want to take a moment to on behalf of the whole of the rtv family which you guys are definitely a part of the body of christ and i think just the world just honor you guys because i think the stuff that you guys do is is so important like you guys are literally in the trenches day in day out dealing with the people who will be the leaders the the generation that will become the society of tomorrow and it's not a small task it's not something that everybody will recognize or value or even appreciate you guys for but i genuinely from the bottom of my heart want to say on behalf of the whole world like thank you guys for standing where you guys stand and i think even seeing how you guys are able to allow your faith and allow your relationship with god to influence how you guys navigate in this this world where people don't even necessarily recognize god you're dealing with people who aren't even declaring themselves to be believers and the work that you guys do is a healing work like it literally is a healing work and so thank you guys so much keep going keep standing and even when you don't hear the public applause and you don't hear the people celebrating you just remember that god is well pleased in the work that you're doing and we need it we desperately need it for sure like i've really enjoyed having you guys on like i was pretty fascinated because like normally i'm totally talks and i was just not talking i was just like <laughs> listening it was no like genuinely it was really fascinating and i echo everything arnold said i really appreciate what you guys are doing because i think the fatherlessness thing is such a big thing that affects everybody mm. and what i really loved even from the beginning what you guys were saying was about how you're not there to kind of replace the family unit mm. you're there to really try and bring it back together mm. and that reconciliation is really what we're called to as believers yeah and so yeah like 
Arnold said, thank you guys so much for what you do. Um, and yeah, even like getting your Audi smashed up and like, <laughs> it, it's just sacrifice, you know, it's, yeah. it's a real, like these things that we joke, but it, it's a sacrifice, you know? And so, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you so much to you guys for sharing um, and for what you do. So, yeah. Thank you for your work. These conversations need to be had, man. <laughs> this is why we love you guys. No, thank you so much. And so for the listeners, because this is the reality, is that there are going to be people listening who have heard this conversation. And they're going to be like, look, either I've got young people around me who... I want to connect with these people from this podcast or they might want to have conversations with you or you know they might even be in a position of influence in a school or an organization that needs to connect with people who do what you guys do and can really bridge the gap in that way so the key question is where can people find you where can they get in contact with you we'll drop it in the um, show notes as well but yeah just whilst people are listening where can they find you and how can they get in contact so it from our company website so it's www.lifesteps.org.uk so on that on that website it's got all our details it's got what we do it's got the our techniques we use it's got the program current program that we're using at the moment it's the role modeling program and on there you can find our number um, email address so if you want to contact us yeah that's all the information is on our website and um, our instagrams um, you can happily contact us on that um it's my name hello and etienne or mrs etienne and joshua it's mr j etienne um and i know that you'll tag us in <laughs> bro. yeah for sure yeah and yeah more than welcome to help where we can for sure may there be a flood of inboxes <laughs> <laughs> no thank you guys once again it's been a pleasure and i'm sure we'll do this again because there's so many more so many more conversations episodes. that can just come out of all of this but um to everybody listening if you've got any comments thoughts we'd love to hear it hit us up in the comment section inbox instagram we're everywhere on social media at reason to behold yeah that's it we're done <laughs> that was my kind of conclusion what was Literally, that that was probably like the most abrupt it's still not even finished we're still rolling it's not even but done. anyway we're out <laughs> god bless you people we love you we love stay tuned until next time Peace.